With just days to go until deputies continue their debate and vote on whether to sack Guernsey's senior political committee, its president, Deputy Peter Furbrush, offered himself up to media spotlight after it emerged a behind-closed-doors meeting had been scheduled to try and turn Doubters' mind to keeping at least three of PNR's members in place for the next 18 months. Deputies Mark Hellier and David Mahoney have already resigned from policy and resources, leaving empty seats at the top table and the chance for a refresh, whatever happens next week. The incumbent president is hoping that is all that will need to be considered by the states right now, as he plans to pitch for unity and collaboration in the face of wipeout. This is Politics Disassembled and I'm Kit Hanna. Here I sit down with Deputy Furbrush to discuss what's been called a last-ditch attempt to garner numbers against the motion and what he might do if he's given the boot as early as next Wednesday. It was reported uh, in the media this week that um, you'd sent a letter to all deputies asking them to attend a meeting on Monday morning to try and... um, cut through some of the issues before the resumption of the motion of no confidence yeah. debate. And I just wanted to ask you, what are you hoping to achieve from that well, meeting? Well, I think we're going to have a result, whatever that result is on Wednesday, about whether the motion of no confidence succeeds or not. This wasn't intended to do that, but there will be a result. So there can only be two results, either policy of resources is replaced or it continues. In either case, we've still got 18 months or thereabouts of this assembly left, uh, it's got to be, we've got key issues to address, and they're stacking up, really. Um, we've had lots of external things that we've had to deal with. We're dealing with external matters all the time. They don't hit the front page of the media because, uh, you know, they're not high, unless there's something that's really dramatically going to affect Guernsey that day. Uh, people, quite rightly, are more concerned about education, health, taxes, houses, uh, which all I understand. But the idea is to sit around with states members, those who want to attend, and say, OK, whatever happens, folks, we've got to make the next 18 months as productive as possible. We've got to come up with some compromises uh, because it's clear on major issues that we're at a logjam. I did suggest, if you recall, that there'd be a general election. But SAC came back, and I fully accept their good faith and their judgment that the earliest we could do it was about next October. Well, bear in mind, we've got a general election in June the following year. What was the point of bringing it forward sort of seven or eight months? In my naivety, and I'm sure it's my naivety and not the fault of anybody else, I thought we could have had one in two or three months. I fully accept Sachs did their homework and said that's not possible. So I'm not criticising them. It's just facing the reality of where we are. Okay, so that's off the table then, this uh, well, yeah, idea of generalisation. Well, it's from my viewpoint yeah. because, uh, you know, I honestly thought, well, two or three months' time, we clear the decks, we have a fresh assembly... There'll be some people go because they want to go. There'll be some people go because they've not been re-elected. There'll be some fresh voices and talent in the States. And the States will have a, a clear view for the next four and a half years or whatever it might be. OK, perfect. We'll turn to a few of the things you said in a moment. But just keeping on the meeting um, scheduled for Monday, yep. um, you've mentioned some certain things like um, confidential issues, which um, yep. are obviously confidential. But we know, for example, there are constitutional problems right now with the UK in terms of how they are understanding the position of the bailiwick and how we operate, um, partly to do with ministerial churn and all these yep. other things. Indeed. There's also Brexit. There's inflation linked to war. Corporate tax changes coming in internationally and, of course, environmental treaties, which we are uh, subscribed to, as well as all the domestic challenges um, you've mentioned. Now, 
of course, these will be quite clear to a lot of states members, as you said, because they have to grapple with these issues. So what are you planning to say with regards to that? Is it to well, focus their say, minds? No, it's, it's going to say, look, let's forget our views on uh, particular issues as individual members. When I say forget our views, I mean, don't cast them asunder and start with a thing. Don't just co-like with your friends, whichever group you're in, uh, and I'm not saying necessarily our groups. Uh, let's sit round, let's form little working groups, but quick fleet of foot working groups, whether it's education or tax or housing, whatever it may be, talk to each other over the next uh, X number of months, but come back with some clear views that we can perhaps put staging posts in uh, between now and the next election. So it's a plea for unity, effectively. It, it is, and it's a plea for... We've all got to compromise. Compromise means... Uh, you know, as a lawyer over the years, I've had to do with lots of compromises. Compromise means nobody's happy because those who've got to pay think they've got to pay too much and those that uh, receive think they haven't received enough. Uh, but compromise is saying, OK, I, I really think that would have been better, but I can live with this because it is, at least it gets something done. And do you think that that will be a realistic prospect, a result well, of the meeting? Really if you, as an old school teacher of mine said, if you don't try, you can't succeed. If you do try, you might succeed. So all I can say is that it's worth a try. Okay. Um, and of course, on Wednesday, I assume we will resume that result, uh, the, the, the vote. Yeah. Um, with still a few left to speak. Um, you said in your letter to deputies recently that uh, whoever is at the helm in policy and resources, they will need strength of character. What do you fear if you and your remaining colleagues on the committee are indeed replaced um, Well, I just week. think that, and I, I'm not casting aspersions on, uh, you and the media have heard names mentioned just like me. Uh, you know, I wish, if I, if I am deselected, if that's the right phrase, and somebody else is elected, I wish those people well, because they're going to have a difficult task over the next 18 months, as I've already indicated. Mm -hmm. uh, they've just got to be strong. Yeah. Can you understand the calls for a refresh and reset, though, given... Um, well, I, 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 know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's, a, you know, and I'm not saying it because of vested interest, because I've got a vested interest. Uh, if I thought I wasn't the right person, I would have stepped aside six months a year ago. I just think with everything going on, it takes such a long time to learn this job, too, mm. I've got to say, because uh, it's a unique job. We're not a prime minister, we've got no executive power. I'm one of 40 people in the States, I've got no more vote than somebody who's not on a States committee... OK, I'm head of the senior committee and we can try and steer policy. But, for example, in the UK government, the UK Prime Minister, he picks his education minister, he picks his environmental minister, etc., uh, etc. Et and the, the, the cabinet, the government, says what educational policy is going to be. Here, I'm just using education as an example. I think they've got a very good precedent. But uh, education policy is brought forward initially by the education department and then it comes to the states for the states to approve it or otherwise. Mm. Okay, um, and of course, um, we've spoken about sort of bringing the states together. Yep. There's of course a wider problem of restoring confidence in the states um, amongst islanders, because obviously people are exasperated that certain business has been delayed so long. I think we've got several present update statements that we have we to have. try and get we through have. important question times, which uh, yep. update on the important work of all states departments. Indeed. And of course, many, many items to debate after this matter including is the concluded, government work plan. including the government work plan. Exactly. Um, so because of this problem, 
um, in the whole assembly right now, um, not just in um, policy and resources or perceived to be in policy and resources, that has to be dealt with. And, you know, whether you're inside or outside of the committee. So I, I suppose, how do you move forward from this? Well, I think what we've got to learn is that we spent five days or just about five days on the budget. We had 23 amendments, I think 20 or 21 were tabled. Uh, and very few, I mean, one or two got through, were substantive. But at the end of it, we weren't a lot different from where we were when we started the debate five days before. I think we, and I'm not criticising anybody in particular, we as an assembly have got to be more disciplined in the way that we deal with things. Because you've got to get to the end of something. Uh, as I say, we, we've, the example I've just given you is the budget, but there are many others over the last three years, probably over the last seven or eight years that could be cited. Mm. Is that right to bring amendments though, right, isn't it? Well, I think it, that's the purpose. But the trouble often is uh, that amendments come out of the left field, you know what I mean, or the right field, I'm not being political. They come out of... with, And policy letters, whether it's from policy resources or environmental and infrastructure or education or home affairs, have been well-researched. You know, officers have looked into them, the committee have debated them. They've come forward with something. That doesn't necessarily mean they should be unamendable but mm. people just think sometimes of an idea a week or two before they table them in the appropriate period of time and then a policy to which people have put perhaps years of work into is circumvented to me that's not good uh, that's not good uh, democracy it's a, it's democratic but it's stopping good work done by eni or home affairs or whoever it may be uh, from being achieved but, of course, that accusation has been levelled at policy and resources as well by certain deputies saying that they've inserted themselves into certain debates and um, obstructed things, delayed things. How do you I don't crack think that that's up? true. I mean, uh, nobody's perfect. <laughs> I can't say, uh, if you look back over the last three years, that that isn't the case, although I can't remember any particular instance. You could always refresh my memory, by the way. Uh, but our job is to comment on policy letters. You know, mm. we get policy letters. That's the job of pol policy and resources to say... This is what they're putting forward. Can we have a letter of comment, please? Mm. So our job is to do that, uh, and we try and do it. Okay, um, and I suppose maybe one other thing is, perhaps not personally, but for those who are exasperated about this kind of prolonged process and the delay, are, are you sorry that this is things have ended up where they are now? Of course I am. Of course I am. I don't think it's any... I don't think uh, this is doing Guernsey any good at all. Uh, you know with us kicking lumps out of each other. Uh, and I'm, again, I'm not intending any criticism of any group of people or individual. I don't, just don't see how that's for the benefit of the island. I can tell you truthfully, truthfully, and I don't speak in hyperbole or, 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 or superlative adjectives, I've had more people since the motion of no confidence has been tabled that I don't know, whether it's a restaurant or supermarket or crossing the road, tap me on the shoulder and say, carry on, this is the right thing for you to do. People who don't necessarily agree with our GST stroke package, you know, so, you know, we don't favour that, but we still think you've tried, you've done something which others perhaps haven't done, you've had the courage to put your head above the parapet, carry on. I've had that said by lots and lots and lots of people. Mm, and on that, um, assuming that um, the motion of no confidence fails, yeah. we still have um, a refresh of sorts um, there's two resignations from Indeed. members of your committee. Uh, am I right in thinking that those still stand and uh, there Absolutely. will be? They, uh, 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 both uh, Deputy Hellier and Deputy Mahoney made it very clear indeed that 
whatever the result of the motion of confidence, they will they will stand down on the twelfth, uh, sorry, thirteenth of December. Okay. Uh, they will stand out. I've had discussions with my colleagues on PNR, particularly you know Deputy Tatok and Deputy uh, Murray in particular, because they're seeking like I am to stay on. Mm. Uh, so it's their views are just as influential as mine as to who we're thinking about now. We've got views. I've actually spoken to one member today, but until those members have said, yes, we're happy for our names to go forward, it would not be right for me to come to you today and say it's Deputy A or Deputy B. Understood, but the, the preparations are underway oh, to absolutely. fill those roles. And, and, and I suppose on a more general point, are you looking to bring experience in, maybe someone who's treaded a few states? In. That's a very good question, because should I find out who <laughs> I don't blame us. We're trying to bring in a mixture of people. If the two people that we are considering say yes, and we put their names forward, they're still going to be elected by the, by the Assembly, uh, but I hope they would be, then they're two talented people. One is very experienced in the States, the other is not so experienced in the States, but is a very able person. Mm. And um, you would be confident to, as you say, it takes a long time to learn the job or a role on the top committee, you'd be happy for them to come in and hit the ground running and... Yeah really march for the last 18 months that yep. we have in this term with yep. a lot of big issues still to resolve yep. um who knows what could happen internationally or well, in the market <laughs> that's the point again there are international issues bubbling under the surface and you mentioned earlier on all of a sudden we're having to spend uh crucial time officer time politicians time with the debate in the in the house of commons which is taking place this afternoon mm. We knew that issue was around. We've been dealing with it for a long time. It's taken up a lot of time already. But all of a sudden, we've got to devote it, uh, resources to that, uh, which means they can't be used somewhere else. And of course, if this debate goes on quite long, there's already, we as we've discussed, uh, the motion of no confidence debate. Well, I, it's got to fit. We've had 26, 27 people speak already. Uh, it's got to finish on Wednesday. I mean, just simple. It will finish on Wednesday. So by... I don't know, Wednesday afternoon at the latest, there will be a decision in my view. But even after that, as we've spoken about the backlog of business, is there a concern <coughs> that things are piling up and this well, is the final yeah, debate of the year? I think what we've got year. to look at is that see how much business we can get through you know, during this state's meeting. And we may be asking uh, the bailiff and our colleagues in the states to have extra time in January too, so that by the end of January, 